1: Earlier this month, the St. Louis nonprofit Arch Grants got 22 startup founders bigger when it welcomed its latest cohort of entrepreneurs through its startup funding competition. Some of them are folks who began their ventures in STL over the last few years. Others are transplants whose St. Louis gateway has been Arch Grants. But in all cases, these entrepreneurs are ready to grow their businesses and boost economic and community health in the St. Louis region. Gabe Angieri is the executive director of Arch Grants, and he joins us here in studio to share more about the nonprofit and its approach to supporting startups with more than money. Gabe, welcome to St. Louis on the Air.
0: Thanks, Elaine. Pleasure to be here.
1: So, Gabe, this year, Arch Grants awarded $1,875,000.00 in non-dilutive grants to 22 new startups and early-stage businesses. And that non-dilutive part means that founders of these businesses do not have to give up any ownership in their companies to be awarded pretty sizable stacks of cash, right? So what kind of businesses are we talking about here? And what are the ways that that money can be used?
0: Sure. So we look for companies that have high growth potential in St. Louis. They're innovative, scalable, are able to articulate why St. Louis is the best place to grow their business. So the focus of the program is really to create economic impact in St. Louis. Uh, We do fund companies that have more sustainable or long-term growth uh, trajectories, but the majority of the grants we provide are to companies that are venture scalable, let's say, or venture investable. And uh, we don't really tie any restrictions to that funding. So the companies are able to use the funding in whatever way makes the most sense for their business needs. Um, in addition to the funding, each company gets wraparound support service from our team in the way of introductions to uh, local connectors, mentors, investors, uh, talent recruitment assistants, and pro bono um, professional services from many of the local firms in mm-hmm. St. Louis.
1: So- there are three parts there. The the non-dilutive part, the uh, n- non-restrictive part, and then the wraparound part. How uncommon or unusual is that as an approach to supporting businesses?
0: It's still fairly unique. When we were launched in 2012, it was very unique. Uh, we were really a trailblazer in this area. As a 501c3 um, tax-exempt organization, we collect donations from the St. Louis community. Um some regional donors and federal state grants. today it is uh, non-dilutive capital is a little bit easier to access for startups and for-profit businesses around the country. Uh, but no, no organization is doing this type of work at the scale that Arch grants is doing it on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to date we funded over 250 companies uh, with just over 16 million dollars uh, total in non-dilutive funding. Mm-hmm.
1: And Arch Grants is not new to this. It was founded 11 years ago in 2012. In that time, Gabe, how has its approach to attracting new businesses to St. Louis changed?
0: Yeah, so our goal was always to keep the best and brightest, uh, the most promising entrepreneurs in St. Louis, and to also attract companies here uh, that, as I said, could, could provide or articulate that, uh, that reason why St. Louis was a good place to grow. Over the years, um, we have funded about 50% from outside of St. Louis, 50% from St. Louis. Our, uh, our process continues to be refined on an annual basis. So we are always looking at how do we um, ensure that the companies that we are attracting to St. Louis uh, stay here, have all the resources they need. Um, looking at the industries that we support, the size and stage of the businesses we support, those that move to St. Louis tend to be on the earlier side. Um, for the first uh, nine, ten years of the program, we were giving $50,000 grants. Today, it's $100,000 grants mm-hmm. to companies that moved to St. Louis. So the, um, the onus, the uh, Impetus for our refinement is to continue making sure that we're good stewards of those donated dollars, and that each company we award uh, truly has a, as a path to succeed in St. Louis.
1: Mm-hmm. What is it that folks frequently misunderstand about Arch Grants, even after all this time?
0: Sure, it's uh, you get you get into a lot of jargon when you're talking about startups and venture funding and non-dilutive or equity-free, um, doesn't necessarily resonate with folks that aren't in this space. Our return on investment for these grants is the economic impact in St. Louis. So the jobs these companies create, the innovation that they're driving locally, uh, the wages they pay to the local companies, the revenue they're bringing into the city. So we, we are not an accelerator. We do not prescribe uh, modules of training for startups or their founders. We truly try to meet the entrepreneurs where they are in their stage of, of growth and provide the specific resources they request from us in that, in that journey. So we often get confused as a venture fund or as an angel investor or incubator. Those are not quite what we do. We, we continue to be pretty unique as a nonprofit. Um, engaging over 400 volunteers in our selection process, uh, Arch grants doesn't really make the decision. We engage the St. Louis community in that process, so okay. it is a uh, truly unique approach to economic development.
1: Yeah, I mean, so that gets to a, a question um, about Arch Grants. It, would it be argue, Would it be accurate that is to say that its signature st- is the startup competition?
0: That is our signature program. Our primary activity is the startup competition. Mm. We have built onto that over time. One of the ways that we have enhanced our support, and really broadened the way that we engage startups in St. Louis is launching a growth grants program in 2021. So any company that we've previously awarded, regardless of what year that we funded them, are able to apply for an additional $100,000 non-dilutive grant as long as they're raising matching growth capital from outside investors. Mm-hmm. So it has to be matched two to one. It's very unique to be able to today, as we're sitting here, any company that we've awarded uh, could could get up to $200,000 in non-dilutive capital if they're awarded through the startup competition and then going into the growth grants program. Mm-hmm.
1: So there's sustainability that you are thinking about. Part of the reason I asked about the, the startup competition being a signature is that something we've discussed on this show when it comes to the music ecosystem mm. in St. Louis is that there's a very intentional community rather than a competitive sensibility to that. So you know, given that business does have to do with dollars, do you call the folks who throw their hat in, in the proverbial ring, right? Do you call them competitors or is there some other term that you all use to capture a different way of doing you know quote business as usual
0: yeah so we look at our role as really supporting economic development first and foremost our client is really the st louis community the st louis region the entrepreneurs that we engage in this process are the mechanism by which we are trying to tip the balance of economic impact in st louis so we don't see ourselves as competing with other organizations we don't although it is a competitive process annually to be awarded these grants, what we'll often see at Finalist Pitch Day, which is the culminating event of our startup competition, is if we had funding, we would fund all of these companies. Um, if they've made it this far in the process, it, it, it's what we like to call an intentionally inefficient six-month-long process
1: mm-hmm.
0: because we're mm-hmm. engaging volunteers, because we are doing deep dives in each company's um financial uh, documentation, their uh, individual backgrounds of the founding teams, etc uh, we feel very confident at the point that they're at that finalist pitch day around sixty 70 companies that every one of those companies would be uh, great fits for this for this region mm-hmm. um, so we, we and we try to provide benefit to those companies along the way so it, it although we cannot fund every company that applies, Our hope is that every company that participates in this process sees St. Louis as a viable place, uh, a thriving startup community to engage. And I'll just say one more quick thing. Uh, The community of entrepreneurs that we've helped build here in St. Louis is taking a a shape that's very encouraging. We've been at this for now uh, 12 years. We've seen hundreds of entrepreneurs come through the program our team has remained intentionally small, we're lean and mean and get a lot done with um, the little, little capacity that we have, but we have started to enhance the internal capacity to serve entrepreneurs and really connect them with each other. St. Louis has seen a 20-year now growth period in startup and innovation, uh, first with Cortex and, and BioSTL in the early aughts, um, grants coming in about 10 years later to really broaden that innovation community to outside of just bio life sciences and there's a huge opportunity now to activate this community intentionally uh, to take on the leadership reins uh, of st louis in the generations to come Mm
1: -hmm. we're talking today with gabe and jerry who's executive director of arch grants they have done their startup competition now for how many years 12 years 12 years and we are happy to introduce another voice to this conversation, and that is one of the folks who came uh, <laughs> came through that six-month process you were talking about. That is Pierre Paul, who is founder and CEO of We Hear You and a member of the 2023 Arch Grants cohort. Pierre, welcome and congratulations.
2: Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here.
1: So We Hear You went through... That six-month-long process, what was it like to go through that process and then to learn that you were one of the companies selected?
2: So there's so many words that could be used to describe the process. Naturally, when you find an opportunity that is offering funding, that is non-dilutive, that has this focus on the growth of the company and the people who help the company move, you're a little skeptical. So when we were going through the process and it was recommended by mentors and scholars in our corner, we were excited. When we got to that final pitch day, we were over the moon. Mm -hmm. And then when we were notified that we would be coming to St. Louis for a new opportunity, it was an emotional moment for so many different reasons.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, coming to St. Louis, this is new, right? You're new to the area. Was it Arch Grants only that brought you here were there other things that you heard about St. Louis as a community that was appealing to you as an individual, but also as someone with a startup?
2: So, Arch Grants was what was needed to tip the scale in this favor, right? So, we had already paid attention to the St. Louis region because it has been growing in accessibility. I think I've heard all the time growing up in the Midwest that St. Louis is. A big small city or a small big city however you want to word it and as doing research in the city you see that there is potential in terms of growing in different spaces specifically for those with various disabilities or exceptionalities where my company is focused so knowing that that was already in our radar on our radar and then having the arch grant opportunity was just well-placed timing if you will
1: hmm So tell us about this company, We Hear You. Yes. It creates technologies to help people with mobile and hearing disabilities uh, navigate the world. What does technologies mean, Pierre, and what is it in
2: everyday language? Absolutely. So when you think about our society, we are moving so quickly in the space of technology, right? You can call people from your watch, you can track your steps and your heart rate as you're just maneuvering throughout the day. We see the technology is advancing so quickly, and we recognize that with these advancements in technology, our society is also advancing. Naturally, we get older as a community, and with that, it limits our mobility. So we found a way to leverage the beauty in the advancement of our technology to aid individuals who have differing functionalities. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you have muscular dystrophy or spinal stenosis, the way that you maneuver the world is different. A task that might be seen as easy by an individual who falls into the status quo of accessibility would be opening a door and maneuvering through that door. But as a member of our team, Carden Wyckoff, who has muscular dystrophy puts it, There's nothing more embarrassing than being an adult pinned between the door and the frame of the door as you're simply trying to maneuver through. When we understand that challenges like these exist in our world, we leverage technology in terms of Bluetooth, radio frequencies, um, sign language translation, to aid individuals who are often the afterthought of innovation when we build.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, your personal background and experiences they have something to do with the inspiration of the startup, right? Tell us about that, Pierre.
2: Yes, so coming to the United States from South America at a young age, my family learned very quickly that, sadly, we are fearful of those who are different. Naturally, when people fall out of our realm of perception, we don't know how to react to them, and it ostracizes people, naturally. Experiencing that at such a young age made me grow up to believe that I had to do something to give a voice to those who are often ostracized for being different. And that really is where the name We Hear You comes from. We hear the struggles of those around us. We hear the struggles of people who are often unheard. So we listen, act as allies, and then give voices and platforms so that all individuals can sit at the table. Mm -hmm. So it really was the hardships that we faced when we came to the U.S. that springboards me and my team into the work that we do.
1: Mm-hmm. We've actually talked about what the world is like for people who are hard of hearing or have different levels of hearing on this show. Yeah. This past February, our former production assistant, um, Avery Rogers, produced a whole show on aural diversity Beautiful. that revealed to our audiences the many ways that people process sound. What was your aha moment, Pierre, one that led you to creating the We Hear You Sign Language Translator in particular.
2: Yeah, so that's actually a a really interesting story. One night, I was up trying to solve world hunger. Very sad (laughs) to report I have not solved world hunger. But I came across an article talking about how difficult it is for deaf individuals to order coffee. I sat there reading this article and I was like, huh, why hasn't anyone created a translator like Google Translate but for sign language? I continued to do research i see that scholars had tried to create neurological gloves that use sensors and and have these special um, attachments that allow you to sign using this glove but then i read the research from deaf scholars saying that that solution was done from a hearing-centric perspective mm-hmm. it takes away the hands the beauty of sign language which is a vocal language just differently i ended up falling asleep around three thirty. 30 and I had a dream that I walked into a McDonald's and there was a tablet, like an iPad, on on the counter. And in my dream, I knew sign language. So I signed into that tablet. It then vocalized it for the associate behind the counter who was hearing. And then they spoke into the tablet and it signed back for me. So when I woke up the next morning, I thought wow, I need to figure out how to create this because I had no background in computer science or data science, but I knew that that was the path that I needed to start walking on.
1: Yeah. Gabe, to what extent is this story that Pierre has shared with us reflective of the the kinds of stories that you have heard from people who have applied for the the startup um, grant funding and the support?
0: Yeah. It's exactly the type of of story uh, that we hear uh, so often. One of the great pleasures of this work is to be able to work with dynamic, ambitious, brilliant entrepreneurs who see opportunities where others see see challenges. And it's incredibly invigorating and energizing to get to work with Pierre, uh, his team, hundreds of entrepreneurs now at this point over the years that uh, give you a different perspective of the challenges that we all uh, face every day.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: um, the, the uh, potential of We Hear You is certainly representative of what we want to see in all of our companies. We're industry agnostics. We fund companies in pretty much every sector, uh, but we pay particular attention and focus resources to companies that are trying to make the world a better place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we Hear You certainly represents that drive.
1: Yeah. This is also making me wonder about what effect, if any, um, the pandemic had Mm. on the kinds of startups that applied for grant funding um, and whether some of what Pierre is talking about uh, reflects a bit of how how the profile of companies has changed over Mm. time.
0: Mm. Yeah, the pandemic was obviously... Extremely challenging for for all of us. Absolutely, uh, we found that with our portfolio of startups, we didn't see as much pain for the companies because they are at a very early stage. Uh, the companies we fund are pre Series A; they've, uh, in large part, not raised considerable venture capital yet. So, I believe they were able to kind of bend down the hatches in a way that larger companies with more overhead couldn't do. So we saw um, actually a, a pretty significant spike in the economic impact that these companies were able to generate even through the pandemic. Um, you know The economic indicators that we track are mainly, we track a lot of data and have since the very beginning, but the jobs created, the revenue generated, the follow on capital um, that these companies raise, the jobs created now are over 3,500 jobs in the St. Louis re- region have been created by our companies. They've raised now over $696 million in venture capital, and they've generated over $742 million in revenue. So Mm -hmm. even with the pandemic, we saw that continue to grow um, in an incredibly promising way. And I think the profile of company that applies for the program has not shifted a great deal over time. I think the solutions that are being put forth by these companies reflect the changing environment and the... Uh, the shift to remote work, the shift to uh, making sure that our workforces are more inclusive, that companies are able to generate revenue more equitably and uh,
2: improve the world in that that way. Yeah. Absolutely. And from the startup perspective, as my team was isolated inside of our own homes trying to figure out how to work, we doubled down because the world was at a standstill for most, but for entrepreneurs – it was lit on fire. Mm. Right? Everything was at a was at a pause. The world felt like it was moving slower for once in a world where we don't feel like we have enough time. Mm. And all of a sudden we were able to craft and make time out of nothing to then move forward. So with with this Arch Grant cycle coming back around for our team, it was it was the 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 golden goose or the goose that lays the golden egg. Mm-hmm. It was exactly what we needed because we had been putting in so much work while everything felt like it was at a pause.
1: Mm-hmm. So taking advantage of that time, we just talked earlier about the Sign Language Translator. Yes. But there's another product that you have called Push. Yes. Tell us about that, and was that something that benefited from from that pause?
2: Absolutely. So Push is really what I'm so excited about because that's what we're bringing to St. Louis in full force. Um, Push, put simply, is a way to open accessible doors automatically, So instead of having to hit the ADA button, maneuver out of the swing of the door, and then get to and through the door within that seven to 12 second window, that race against time, we found a way to open doors automatically using radio frequencies and come February using an app. So you can say, hey Siri, I'm walking to um, UMSL, I'm at the main door, can you please open this door for me when I'm within 20 feet, and then it will do so. During the time of COVID, I decided to challenge myself and take a course at Cornell to become diversity, equity, and inclusion certified. While taking that course, I came across a member of my team, Carden, who I mentioned mm, earlier. With
1: the door frame, exa- right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Who gave me that story. As I already knew I had this idea. I knew I wanted to build this, but I'm not just trying to build because it hit me. I'm trying to build because it will serve a need for the community. And in this pause, Cardin and I both decided to challenge ourselves um, by increasing our knowledge in one area. And as luck would have it, serendipity, we end up having this conversation that was the catalyst needed to say, okay, this is real. Here is a real person saying that this is the need. Here are the studies and and the research that I have already found that is now being corroborated by this individual who's living it every day. Thus, PUSH was born.
1: Now Gabe, all of this money, this support, um, the community that is here that sounds like it's great for small business owners, for for startup mm. uh, founders. But why should those who don't think much about entrepreneurship <coughs> care that that this kind of opportunity exists? And you know why do opportunities like the ones Arch Grant offers matter to all of St. Louis and to the St. Louis region?
0: It's a great question, Elaine. The you know, St. Louis was just about 115 years ago the fourth largest metro in the country. Through a variety of factors, we've seen a significant economic decline in this region. If we are to build a more vibrant, a more equitable, a future forward St. Louis, we need to engage radical solutionists, innovators entrepreneurs and help them take the reins of this community, of this region to a whole new level. I think the, the most promising aspect of this that I see every day is that entrepreneurs like Pierre, um, like Andrew and Erica Barnell at Geneoscopy, like Ali Amati at T Care, they are going to keep pushing the envelope. They are not going to let up. They're not going to ever be satisfied with the status quo. Absolutely. It can be easy to fall into a pattern of complacency of it's good enough. I think that is part of what has led St. Louis to a period of economic decline. The, the future of this region really relies and I feel like ben- will benefit all St. Louisans if we help empower more entrepreneurs, and there's a variety of ways to do that. There's a way you know, entrepreneurs, they need capital, they need talent, of course. Um, they need customers. And yeah. now with twelve years of arch grants companies coming in with a growing startup community outside of Arch grants that have that have grown up outside of our program, there are hundreds of startups looking for pilot opportunities, looking for a customer base in this region. And it is not just a cute, nice thing to have anymore. Mm-hmm. These are viable companies. They're doing business with Fortune 500, Fortune 100, Fortune 20 companies. And the the opportunity to leverage the innovation that's coming out of St. Louis has never been stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, there are real benefits to helping these startups not just launch their companies and create economic, economic impact, but to benefit your own business, um, to drive new revenue streams, to uh, insulate yourself from mm-hmm. uh, future uh, crises, as we saw in the pandemic. So that's why I think it's so important for for St. Louis to take notice, to get more involved, to help support this movement.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Here, <laughs> you've made a lot of literal and metaphorical moves this year. Yes. What is it that you envision for the future of We Hear You over the next few years in particular?
2: We are looking to continue to expand. St. Louis has been amazing to us so far because the community wants us to succeed, and it's obvious. Mm. So the future for my team, we want to be a household name when it comes to accessibility. I tell my team this every day. Diversity and inclusion should never be the afterthought of innovation. It should be the foundation. Mm-hmm. I want to be I want that to be something that rings in everyone's ears when they think about building a new building, when they think about starting a new restaurant, starting a new endeavor, building with diverse individuals in mind so that we're naturally inclusive as opposed to having to come back later to then retrofit the building because we missed the mark in the first mm-hmm. place.
1: Pierre-Paul is the founder and CEO of We Hear You and one of the 22 founders in this year's Arch Grants cohort. Gabe Angieri is the executive director of Arch Grants. Thank you both for joining us today.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Ellen.
1: This episode was
2: produced, recorded, and edited by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron.
0: Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer.
2: St. Louis on the Air is a production
1: of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.
0: St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group.